everyone welcome to the sas sessions podcast this is our fifth season and you know we cannot thank you enough for the constant support and the feedback that all of you have given us uh, we've launched the sas exclusive job board a few months ago and as of today uh, when we are recording this episode we have helped like 50 people get interviews at different sas companies in india so if you are someone who is looking for a job you can check out m- many roles that are listed on the portal by the com- by companies like moinge charge pg to crowd whatflix and more right uh, and if you are hiring at your saas company so you can also go to the portal portal and add your listing for free this portal is accessible to all the 14000 plus listeners of the podcast plus our website visitors and plus to our newsletter subscribers so check out the link in the description to visit the saas exclusive job portal and coming to our today's guest right um he's led marketing teams at uh, like saas companies like freshworks wingify imoca and currently is a marketer in residence at axel helping their portfolio get better at marketing so such a pleasure to have you here sairam on the show thanks thanks so much sunil pleasure to be here awesome so you know i gave a very short intro sairam about you obviously there's a lot right uh, we have been like you know known each other for a few years now and i've known a lot about you but you know it's better uh, like you know can you can you tell us more about yourself in your own words uh, and sure. how did you get to how did you get into the world of saas uh, at freshworks sure sure uh, sunil uh, so firstly thank you for having me um okay so how did i get into saas like actually uh, this is the, that's this is the good story so we'll start off with that itself i guess yeah um, <laughs> i was right out of college this was back this was 10 years ago back in 2011 actually exactly about 10 years ago uh i was out of college and i was like bumming around uh, uh the south of india in hyderabad and uh, back to my hometown and stuff not knowing really what to do so at the time um you know uh, a small startup called fresh desk had put up a job listing on linkedin um i didn't know what this was about and i didn't know what saas was i had no idea right and but it was for a content writing role and since the beginning i was a bit bit of a writer uh, in college and stuff so then i applied to that and um, uh, to my surprise girish called me over uh, i didn't know who these people were right these were two rooms in like some um, you know god forsaken suburb outside of chennai and uh-huh. uh, girish said uh, and i remember that i never had an interview girish just mm-hmm. uh, talked to me and said hey this is this is this is what you'll be doing you're joining and all of that and i was like wow <laughs> if if this is what it's done and so on but one thing that uh, girish told me at the time was that almost 40 50 people had applied for that role and girish uh-huh. did not interview anybody else except me uh, uh-huh. because he um, he had read something that i had written i used to have this very very uh, right now very cringy but at the time i guess it was okay <laughs> because i was a college kid um, blog and he thought that you know i could write and i could hold an audience and so on so then nice. i got into it and then he offered me a job and then he said that uh, uh, you know uh, this is how much i'll pay you and so on but i i didn't even have a job so there's no discussion like all right <laughs> um nice. you know, uh, and that's how i got into freshworks so i've i've been there a while like you know i've i've, I've been in different roles in freshworks in two stints um uh, but the first one i had uh, i led content marketing teams for fresh desk then i led teams for fresh service um in my later stint uh, i was actually head of branding i mm-hmm. uh, i executed the salesforce campaign um <laughs> uh, and so that that was all the uh, that was all the fun stuff that came later but earlier i worked in two specific uh, products which were which are still the big money spinners for us mm-hmm. um used to be at least uh, fresh desk and fresh service uh, right. so i've worked on that and then i was also in between i was i also had a two year stint at wingify uh, india's saas uh, bootstrapped uh, 
showcase company. So I was <laughs> nice. in Pune at the time and I led a very successful uh, product team for uh, the second product of Ingifice. And uh, right. that lasted about a couple of years, but after which I came back to uh, yeah. Freshworks to lead the branding team. Nice. That That's a very interesting journey. And how, you know, uh, talk about the vision that, you know, uh, Girish saw in you. I mean, that's that's such a visionary thing to do. Like, just, just uh, write. By, through your writing, I think he identified that, you know, uh, there is there is some some way or you have this knack for storytelling and like, you know, 10 years later, you are doing the same. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, I, I think that's a truly nice thing. This. He was always good at this, Sunil. And this is the important thing. It was not just about me and, you know, uh, seeing writing. He was not just good at finding out this specific marketing stuff. Uh -huh. like, he was good at everything. Like he could find talent in almost like, even when you... Yeah, even, that's... Uh, <laughs> even yeah, today that's... when you look at Freshworks, right? Like a lot of talent that you see is not the talent that, you know, any other company would pick up, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have, a, we, at least at the time, like we did not have a lot of the IITIM pedigrees, you know, <laughs> but we were kick-ass engineers and, you know, really right. good uh, product teams and so on. I think it was not just me, but I think it's something that is natural to him and the company right. now because yeah, it's systematized. That's... That's that's really interesting, right? So if you have to go back in, you know, time, travel back in time, like 10 years uh, back in 2011. So that time you, you mentioned that you were interested in content, right? Like content writing or, or, you know, storytelling as, as, as you would call it now that you're doing. So what kind of got you interested in storytelling? Was it like when you, there are people who, you know, write content and there are people who tell stories, right? Like I've seen it's uh, uh, like two different uh, things, right? Like for two different objectives, two different purposes, right? So were you always interested in the storytelling aspect of content or is it something that you developed an interest while you were working on content when you started at Freshworks? Uh, that's actually a good question. Um, yes, uh, I was actually always uh, interested in storytelling part of it. Uh -huh. I don't know why. I also am a huge reader, right? So yes. I always was. Um, uh, even during college, like a lot of the time was spent reading books, which were which were not necessarily like, you know. I course. could see all the books in the background. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> so, yeah. necessarily course material. I, wasn't, uh -huh. I was not very interested in what was going on at college, but yes. I was a reader and I used to spend a lot of my time reading. So I had a natural mm -hmm. grasp of what a story is supposed to do. Right. right? Um, and I think I had, I, I, I didn't realize I had that talent until very late in my uh, post-graduation, not mm -hmm. even in engineering. Like I, I, I found that I could, I, that I could write and hold an audience like very late. But mm -hmm. when I did, I realized that, you know, I, I, but then I didn't even realize that it could become a career of some sort. I was like, okay, yes. this is something that is there. Mm -hmm. But then when Girish told me that this was, a, this was a skill that was valuable and could be used, then I sort of, but it, even, even after coming into work, I sort of double clicked on it only about four or five years into my career. Uh, right. you know, I was doing it and I was doing it well enough, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, when, uh, it was only like four or five years later that I realized, oh, I can really up the game on this. Makes sense. That's really interesting. And now you work at, uh, like Axel helping their portfolio founders or their portfolio companies tell, tell the stories. Right. So uh, like, you know, just, just we, while we are talking, uh, uh, earlier, you know, uh, earlier we record this show right mm -hmm. before we record this show we are talking about uh, telling a story right like from a founder's perspective so 
how how does how does a founder tell a tell a story of their company to you know different audience right like from their perspective and how at axel are you helping the founders enable that right like because i've seen people uh, i've known people who are not naturally good at storytelling right like uh, even in my case i'm not i don't think i'm a good storyteller as such i can maybe convince people uh, in a, in a way or i can you know uh, rather deliver my content in uh, to them right but not not you know storytell like maybe not mm-hmm. hold people a lot right maybe i'm trying to up my game through running this show in a way <laughs> right maybe i've become a better 10% better storyteller two years back when i started this podcast as compared to now and um, right so what, how do you help founders right in in such a case like uh, and tell different stories to different audiences right like maybe the investors maybe the first few people that they're hiring or maybe even to their co-founders right in some cases it's just the ideation stage and you need to tell a story to your co-founder so that they come on board and and so on right all right that's actually a good question i i, uh, I see you've read something that i've written that's why you asked <laughs> anyway so uh, here's i'll answer this uh, you know in um, you know i'll invert the uh, questions so at axel part of my role is uh, yes talking to um, you know founders and uh, mm-hmm. when they need help not necessarily right. all the time but when you know we have early stage founders who are trying to like solve specific problems uh, but i also like lead a lot of the content and uh, brand initiatives for axel itself right so that so that so those are like the two parts of my job here at uh, uh, you know axel but here's how we think about founders right for example i'll i'll tell you i'll i'll try to like say this uh, in a with an example so yesterday i had a call with a founder not an axel founder but um, you know a founder uh, who was actually asking me a question about um, how do i hire x uh, you know kinds of marketers for my startup right so uh, the one the the first thing that i asked him was like what are you pitching them right what are you telling them and so on so the founder gave me an excellent pitch like a brilliant pitch on the market size um you know what the company was uh, going going out to do you know what the company was interested in what is the larger uh, what is the larger view what are the competitors across the world uh, what are the options for them when they grow and all of that and i was like great um you know this is brilliant but what are you telling the uh, marketer that you're trying to hire and he said i'm telling them the same thing right? same thing huh yeah and that's when i and that's when you know i was able to tell him and uh, you know that's when he also realized that what he now just said is extremely mm-hmm. interesting to an investor right is extremely interesting to a co-founder right yeah is extremely important to senior executives of the organization right this is what they have come on board for they know the challenges they are interested in the industry they are going mm-hmm. to they are going to like you know take a market and they are trying to build a business right um if you go and say that to a very junior employee who is just trying to join for example an seo person right an seo mm-hmm. person has a tremendous amount of roles and responsibilities and a knowledge that comes from working on seo for a while right if you go and tell this same story to a very early employee mm-hmm. right who you're not um, you know whom you who how do i put it who is not going to be among the executives who is not going to be among the decision makers but is one of the executioners right, right. you go and tell the same story to them it won't fly because mm-hmm. what's in it for this person yeah. right isn't very clear Makes what's sense. in it for the investor you've made that very clear but what's in it for a very early stage employee you haven't made that very clear so one of the things that i keep trying to convince founders of is the fact that hey you know your stories great mm-hmm. right but 
you have to understand which story is for what, right? Right. Investors are interested in you because you have something else. Your mm -hmm. employees or um, prospective employees are interested in you because you have something to offer them that's completely different different from what you're just talking, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is a you know a different set of audience that maybe uh, your customers, right? They are mm -hmm. not interested in your market potential and your TAM or anything. They are interested mm -hmm. in whether you will solve a problem for them, right? Yeah. So these three are completely different stories. So mm -hmm. one of the ways in which I try to like, you know, this is just one part of it, but one of the mm -hmm. ways, one of the things I, which I, which we try to convey, not just me, but actually we try to convey is that, you know, each of these is a separate thing, right? right? And a founder needs to be able to tell these stories to the audience that it's meant for. Makes sense. I think that's really interesting. And uh, the, the place that you mentioned that, you know, where it uh, I picked it up from uh, is the is the newsletter itself that you're writing. Correct. So, you know, can you tell us the, uh, like, you know, you started a recent series on the super cool startup, right? right. So can you tell us more on uh, the idea behind that series and uh, like, you know, what, what kind of intrigue uh, you to write about uh, this particular, you know, uh, series in the newsletter? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, so I started writing the newsletter uh, around March or April, I don't remember, last year, right? Uh -huh. Just when we went into lockdown. So suddenly yeah. we were going into lockdown, India went into lockdown and I was at home in Pune and I didn't realize, uh, and I didn't, so suddenly you have a chunk of time, right? Right. And you don't know what to do with it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, because otherwise you'd be traveling, going home and, uh, to and fro work and all of that. So mm -hmm. uh, one thing I immediately did was, okay, so what have I not been doing for a long while? I've been wanting to like start something. So I started writing about that time and mm -hmm. it sort of started from there and we kept on going and, uh, and I kept writing about a lot of marketing stuff. It became quite popular. Uh, right, uh, it's, now, it's now read by like most of the uh, founders that, you know, in the ecosystem, it's called the CFO nice. journal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I gather we'll probably send, we'll probably have a link to it. But so here's the thing um, about mid last year, you know, I wrote mm -hmm. this essay called, you know, how to be a super cool startup. Right. And the, the premise was very simple. Right. Um, there was, I had this idea that a large number of uh, American, especially startups, uh, mm -hmm. SaaS, uh, SaaS and otherwise, were using a lot of very cool tactics to make their product and their startup look immensely superior, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about products like Notion, I'm talking about products like Figma, like oh, yeah. and all of that, right? And a lot of their growth was coming from this idea of them being really cool, right? And, and, and really disruptive, right? And mm -hmm. this was a narrative that they were able to uh, foist onto people and people were responding to it. And my idea was that, hey, why can't we do that in India, right? So uh, that was what the genesis of the, you know, uh, of the essay was from. And once I wrote it with a few examples, it really, uh, it, it really started off a conversation, right? Um, right. So uh, late last year, somebody reached out to me and said, hey, Sai, you wrote this essay, right? Mm -hmm. uh, can we now see if there are any Indian startups doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. That was, you know, a question I also had in mind. <laughs> yeah. So Indian, Indian SaaS startups doing it. So then I, uh, you know, earlier this year, there's no time with, you know, the amount of stuff that we now work on at work from home, but I was right. able to like get some notes earlier this month and start writing, um, you know, a follow-up to that as for part of a series. I'm now trying to cover like, what are the tactics, what are these tactics that I once said that we were not doing well, 
right? Right. Are we doing these uh, tactics well, and who among us are doing it well? So I covered right. like a few SaaS startups who are doing it well, like Rocket Lane and uh, this uh, this company called Reslash. Uh, I think right. SuperOps also does it well. I probably will write about them. So yeah, nice. uh, so I started <laughs> writing about uh, them. That's that's really interesting. But uh, in like you mentioned uh, that you know there not many companies in India are doing it right, uh, and you know that there are a few who are doing it. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot who are. I would assume that you know more than ninety percent are not right. So then, according to you, what what um, like you know what obstacles do you think that these companies might have right? Like what challenges these companies might be facing, uh, which is you know stopping them for uh, from doing this right? Because uh, again, like you have to uh, be good at storytelling. And and if you pick like any most of the companies in India would be like you know build in India and sell to the world right. And if you're going in countries like uh, US and Europe and Southeast Asia, you're trying to sell in these countries. So then you have to you know convince because um, you know in most of the categories that it's always a you know a red ocean right. Like there are many people out there. So why should um, why should you know any any customer buy your product right or work with your company right so then you know coming back to the base thing right like why are com- more com- why are not many companies in india doing it right like right. what and what are the challenges that you think uh, are there oof that's a, <laughs> a heavy question okay um, here's uh, let me try to answer this this way like you know one of the first reasons is why try to invest in branding and you know um, not just branding, but this idea of being cool at all, right? Why right. This, this idea, like super cool, the idea is a gimmick, right? The the title right. is just a gimmick. I just want people to invest in branding. That's basically uh, yeah. what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say. And they should invest in branding in a very smart way is what I'm trying to tell them. And so why that, right? For firstly, when I started out in 2011, right? We had uh, mm-hmm. an excellent marketing team at Freshworks, you know, uh, doing demand gen, right? Um, under Shrilesh Pillai, he's now the GM, uh, General Manager of Freshworks Australia. So um, he, I, I remember, um, you know, talking to him at the time and, you know, uh, then in comparison with now how difficult SEM is, right? Mm-hmm. In, to, in, the two, in the early 2010s, at least, right? It was slightly easier. Right. What I mean is that the spaces weren't so crowded. Right now, every category in SaaS is crowded. And if you want to run SEM campaigns, if you want to run, if you want to like write good SEO pages and get your page up, all of this is very becoming more and more difficult to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know this, like you are in marketing, like almost all marketing, <laughs> not the head, yeah. right? It is extremely difficult to, um, you know, uh, to, to be discovered. Acquisition is extremely difficult. And how do you reduce the cost of customer acquisition? Right, it's simple, right? It's it's that's that's the uh, that's the uh, that's the marketing question, right? How do you how do you reduce the cost of acquisition? The only way that you can do it is by not playing that game, by playing right. a different game, by playing a game that uh, U.S. startups like Drift and Intercom used to play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go out of that and become a completely different thing. Tell a great story. You know, produce great content. Get in front of your customers' eyes without paying for it. Basically, make right. them want to come to you, right? Um, this sense. was the genesis of, you know, why this was, uh, you know, why I thought this is important and we should be investing in it. Now to the next part of the question, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Why do we in India not understand it or not do it? I think it's partly inertia, right? Mm-hmm. Partly because for at least 
five or six or seven years, whatever we were doing was working, right? Mm-hmm. We had a significant cost arbitrage in terms of marketers and engineers, right? Right. So, in for example, if you are hiring one marketer, right, right, in the US, you can hire five of them in India, and yes. these five can produce a lot more stuff, which was the which was sort of our SEO game, right? Because if we can just right. produce more SEO stuff, we'll generally be good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of the things that we we're doing. But right, these days that's not possible, as you know. Like people are giving away bikes for like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cost arbitrage that we had is rapidly going away, especially mm-hmm. in engineering, but even more so in marketing. Right. Yeah. And we know this again. Like marketers are listening to this, so they'll know. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot more demand and a lot less supply. Right. Yeah. Uh, which means that uh, you know we have to innovate. a lot more on these things so basically ha so so basically the idea of super cool startup is that we have to invest a lot more in this right mm-hmm. and the, because we are losing that arbitrage right indian startups have to sort of uh, you know up their game again one mm-hmm. is inertia because 5 to 7 years we did not do um, you know we did not need to do this right but mm-hmm. now because salaries are catching up everything is catching yeah. up we need to do it again um you know we need to get we are on par with the us right all right so which means yeah. we need to get much smarter about marketing and uh, you know do, uh, and do this so basically that's one part of it but there are several other uh, yeah. <laughs> angles to it the other part of it you know if i want if if i is is that our ceos generally tend to be engineering and product led ceos mm-hmm. right our founders tend to be mostly engineers and product led ceos a very few mark companies who have a cmo in their founding teams Mm-hmm. right got it and that tends to have a huge problem in that people think that we'll f- figure out the product figure out pmf and then we'll do marketing yeah problem is by that time in this time and age you have lost at least one year of like significant marketing time right yeah makes sense and then when you go to market you're going to struggle so that these are all the things that sort of went into me you know figuring this out <laughs> no that's really interesting and i think uh, you know as you correctly mentioned right like the wave of like uh, develop firstly the developers right and the wave of product builders then there was a wave uh, of growth people right which is currently i think we are a part of right like marketing and growth yes. which you mentioned is ca- we have caught up the us on to it and i think the next wave would uh, like one or two waves which i see right like one is definitely for some a role which is product marketing right like mm-hmm. which is very uh, you know fought upon on on what are the exact roles and responsibilities of a product marketer in a saas company right like each company will have their own definition right. on how they how they're built so that's a different you right. know topic for all together but then uh, other is like you know branding right like uh, like product marketing and then is 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 something that in the past 2 3 years i think many companies have started focusing right like in india and now i think like branding is one game which a lot of uh, at least saas companies would should catch up on right like because uh, all the b2c businesses are you know doing great on branding right like as you mentioned they they are being cool right like you talk, you have also written about cred in a way and mm-hmm. uh, like you know there are bunch of other uh like you know b2c brands like sleepy owl or you know rage or whatever mm-hmm. so all these b2c or d2c brands are doing the branding game correctly but then you know i think saas company should also catch on to the train and uh and do it but it's just i think it's not a matter of if that will happen it's just a matter of when it will happen maybe like 3 to 5 years down the line but then 
what sort of things do you think inside the market right in the people right like we talked about the founders perspective right like they are not focused or they first build the product and then uh, they'll test it and then they'll market it right but in in terms of the the skill set or the talent that is available in the market do you think that there is a shortage of uh, like talent or there is a shortage of skills that are that that people have that they cannot that there are no not enough branding people out there right at least in b2b saas or just saas uh, ecosystem right like because there are branding people who are working on these crazy campaigns at all the b2c startups but why can't they you know you can pick those people up and you know let them into saas open the do- saas doors for them and they can come in in saas and you know disrupt this uh, ecosystem right like uh, from maybe you know if it, it would would have been happen in 5 years mm-hmm. if they come in and it will maybe happen in 2 3 years right, right like right. so what do you think will will be the catalyst according to you will it be like the uh, like saas companies hiring b2c people and uh, allowing them to lead their brand efforts or will it be uh like you know just just re- allowing more and more founders or will it be like the vc firms or the investors pushing their founders to play the branding game from the very start or like you know or is will it be something else if you have to pick like one or two <laughs> no right right uh, again great question so firstly let's sit, let's start with cred right and we have to like establish this very clearly what worked for a b2c company may not necessarily work for a b2b company. yeah that is that yeah and especially because cred is making like a uh, how do i put it cred is making a statement right right and that statement uh, is a broad statement again the b2c versus b2b thing they are completely okay with like a message that's slightly more broader and it can go to almost anybody b2b branding doesn't necessarily have to be like that like especially also because we sell only to a specific niche and we know who we are selling to and we're very clear that this is the person we are selling to so but incidentally if i want to break you here cred also like you know no, though their target market in india is very huge and hence it's b2c but if you if you want, if i want to compare it to a b2b right like let's say any tool uh, like figma right like i want to target designers yes like mm-hmm. product designers or product managers right mm-hmm. two personas now in cred also will ta- if you have to target talk about their persona they are targeting people who have credit cards that's one obviously there are like a lot of them like 27 million or 30 million people in india and 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 there is another like uh, you know filter there that you know they should have their civil score above 700 or 800 something mm-hmm. like so again their target persona is in a way also defined though as you mentioned rightly mentioned it's broad but in a way it's defined right if you think that if you think about figma in that case right like that targeting product designers product managers two persona but again if you see that how many product designers and how many product managers are there in the world right like because that's their uh, targeting right like they don't rest- they are not restricting anyone to sign up from but again, if you yeah. if you think that way again it's a huge number as compared to the 27 30 million people uh, having a credit card and skill score about 700 in india for cred right so there is one heuristic that you're missing out on uh, sunil uh-huh. is that uh, you're right you're a firstly you're absolutely right there's just one little thing in that uh when you are selling from b2c and b2b and when you had the set of things that uh, you know with people with civil scores above this this and this um mm-hmm. you know people with credit cards this this and this and so on remember that this is still a fragmented market right yeah uh, how many uh, people with you need people to come and sign up on their own right mm-hmm. you can't go and find these people and target them on the other right. hand a figma and everybody we know where these people hang out 
right yeah <laughs> we know that we know that if i place a ad on a specific kind of product marketing podcast i'll get the product guys right yeah so this is the difference actually like you know you're right, right as well but one of the things that b2b has an advantage and in most cases has an advantage is that there are places where our customers hang out our customers are you know uh, agglomerated that we can go and find and target right. sometimes that sometimes a company like cred has to push towards right basically they have to come however we we don't need to do that we can go and find them out as well right makes sense and, and that sort of is like one teeny tiny difference that's also um, you know that's also important okay uh, so uh, one thing that i wanted to sort of you know uh, other point that i wanted to make apart from the you know the fact that in b2b we have much more clearer audiences and we can go for them and find them out is that uh, most marketing and branding right mm-hmm. is never a marketing person led it's always founder led right mm-hmm. and this is one sort of big uh, thing that we in india need to understand and sort of assimilate what by right. what i mean is that see we were talking about a lot of like hey what are we missing out on if and what can we do if we get a branding person on board right mm-hmm. a branding person can only do so much got it if the ceo is not convinced of the value and what marketing can provide what i mean by that is especially in early stage saas companies ceos are the face of the company mm-hmm. right and the way that they sell and way that they tell stories and the way that they are able to like sell whatever it is they are selling is the foundation on which a brand on which a b2b saas brand is built the brand person can only do so much right mm-hmm. uh, so this is extremely important b2b saas branding is always always founder led right top down and, oh, absolutely and only when mm-hmm. the founder gets into these things the branding person the marketing team can execute and get everything in place for what they want to do right but and this is something again i was speaking to this about uh, uh, speaking to someone about this just today uh, in the sense that the thinking still has to come from the founder itself because only the founder right. understands what kind of brand he wants to build right and then yeah. he can go from there so to points that we made right like uh, one that you know b2b saas brands have to be founder led and therefore uh, it has to come top down and the the founder has to be clear what kind of brand they want to build and what they want to do the the branding person or the marketing person's job there is tactical like breaking it right. down into pieces and then producing stuff and propagating stuff right that's that's the next part of the role and comparing you know b2b and b2c the the only thing is that we need to be very aware of where our niches are and go and play exactly there no i understand like you know both of these can't be compared but then you know uh like i always like it like when when you can you know pick when you're in one industry and you can you just look at a completely random different industry and you know look what they're doing and try to somehow bring that particular thing inside your industry because see as a like like as a saas company right like if you're a marketing analytics saas company you can always look up to like mixpanel he uh, amplitude segment and there are a bunch of those right like many of those correct and wherever you you pick a it's like you know th- there are many birds already sitting on the tree and each bird is like looking at each other and you know thinking what to do next right but then when you when you look at like you know one one thing one industry right like and when you uh, when you are not part of that or when you are not even related to that and somehow if you could try to bring some concepts from there right like that is something which not not even your competitors are doing because your competitors are busy looking at you and 
ஒருத்தர் Plus, I, I think the veteran founders ecosystem and the investor ecosystem has also uh, grown so much in India, right? Like at least in the SaaS space also because of COVID, it got accelerated. And, um, you know, I think that they, they are also, you know, pushing like new ideas and like, you know, being more open in, in some way, like after me speaking with a bunch of uh, founders and VCs and investors and all. So they are also very open to try out new things, like, like you know, they're taking like those moonshots and figuring out if they'll hit or not. But uh, I think that's a positive sign for the entire thing. No, definitely. And that, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You're absolutely right. I think the way that you phrased it also was absolutely right. The ecosystem is now mature enough to take these large risks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because... if you want see branding cannot be done by committee marketing right. itself cannot be done by committee marketing mm-hmm. is a single person's viewpoint and then we got to go and propagate the viewpoint and if the viewpoint is not exciting enough then you can't build a, uh, you can't build a brand right yeah. nobody <laughs> wants to listen to a boring story nobody wants to uh, you know nobody wants to like wear um, you know cotton plus t-shirts like everybody wants to wear <laughs> levis right so yeah. th- this idea has to come across and i think you're right like a lot of our investors and founders now have that uh, knowledge plus they are ready to take these uh, steps and risks makes sense i think they have to because otherwise yeah, that's true <laughs> they that's have true to also, right cool i think we have uh, you know been telling an interesting story about storytelling in in general to the audience and you know hope they have reached this point as well i uh, i we can go on and on i think sairam uh, <laughs> like talking about this but you know just just coming on to the last last uh, section of the episode right like uh, it's a lightning round so i i have like uh, three questions and uh, like you know you have to answer whatever on top of your mind right like lightning round cool sure. so first one right like what's the one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve wow okay shorten my learning curve making mistakes nice second one right like if you could invest in any saas company which one would you pick and why <laughs> always yeah freshworks <laughs> i i have i have stock but hey you should i think you should give give <laughs> uh, like you know chance to all the newcomers uh, in this like you okay. know <laughs> i should have framed the question well but uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh but you're right like one other company that i'm really fond of and is really close to my heart is chargebee a lot of my friends right. are there you know yeah. and uh, it it grew along the same time so yeah charge me nice <laughs> interesting and then the last one like you know uh, so who is someone that uh, that that you know kind of still inspires you from the ecosystem in india okay so there are a couple of people right mm-hmm. one is of course my former boss right the person who hired me gave me my career right girish but yeah. the reason is not as straightforward as you might think the reason mm-hmm. is that i see him um almost like evolve right right when we were when we started out you know we were a very small company and we were just like trying to do stuff the roles that he played right then mm-hmm. and the role that he's playing now are extremely different roles and to and to think that the same person just over a period of 10 years can right. evolve from a small company ceo 
to somebody right. who's prob- who's going to take the company ipo right mm-hmm. is a dramatic learning curve right and only a extremely extremely brilliant and driven person can do it right mm-hmm. makes sense so many ceos who like you know who fall along the wayside are not able to take the in- this is not to diss on them right it's right. just that i'm explaining that how difficult a job it is right yeah the founder ceo is an extremely difficult job i've seen it so i know how difficult it yeah. is yeah and i uh, think i re- i've read the story from what he was telling is somewhere where you know uh, how he had the idea of building fresh desk because he was traveling somewhere and he had lost his luggage or something yes. happened with the luggage and he was trying to get in touch with the airlines or someone uh, for some support and the support system that you know they had was very broken correct <laughs> so and that's where it to, started from there to ipo i think it's exactly like you know and that's what i'm saying right yeah. you don't you don't it just doesn't happen all on its own right yeah. a company is built by a lot of time and energy and a lot of decisions being made and mm-hmm. the way that he has evolved from you know somebody who is just a great boss right, right. Uh, and to whom everybody followed to now he is a you know he is now a businessman right who understands and is able to like look at markets and take decisions based on that right, right. and to come from that to this right mm. is an extreme and he inspires me in almost every way like you know uh, just the sheer growth of the personality and the knowledge yeah. of the person is immense right okay. i think he's an inspiration for all of us and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and also because like for me it, because i've seen him at close quarters right i mm. i've seen the change in the person like he's never like he's always like a happy you know um, boisterous person but he remained that for over all of that time and even <laughs> keeping that same in- thing he's also got in a bit of an instinct a bit of a killer business instinct also yeah. is now part of the man and i think nice. that uh, you know um, um, that ev- that evolution is is an inspiration oh very interesting i think that's that's the cue for us for this episode uh, thanks a lot sairam for taking time and you know sharing all these great stories uh, on the on the show right like there is definitely a, a learning curve for everyone who listen at least there was a lot of those for me and you know great great points uh, that you had mentioned on thank you so much thank you so much for having me sunil uh, glad to do this i uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while so <laughs> to... yeah finally we did it yep yep thank you so much